Thank you very much. I, um, I think I've sing, sung too loudly because my voice feels really husky, so I'm sorry if I am particularly husky on podcast. Um, um, <clears throat> really excited to be here today. Um, so Equippers are starting a new series, which I'm kicking off. Um, it's called um, Raise a Hallelujah. <laughs> Nearly forgot, didn't I? It's called Raise a Hallelujah, and um, it's a praise and worship series for four weeks. I hope Peter Prothero manages to follow me okay next week. I mean, you know, um, but it's called Raise a Hallelujah. And um, it's four weeks. The whole Equippers um, churches around the UK are doing that. And um, I'm doing a slot today called The Perspective of Praise. I thought I might just fill you in on my journey slightly with praise and worship. Is that okay? So the other day, I know it's difficult to believe, although some lights don't help. I turned 40. Yes, okay, it's, you believe it. Okay, thanks. Okay, there was no need for an applause. I mean, I've made it, but, we've, you know, thank you. Um, <laughs> but my praise and worship journey in a sort of team sort of setting was about 14. And, um, yeah, I remember. It's, uh, and um, I was at another church. Obviously, this isn't that old, this church. And um, the, the worship leader there, oh, gosh, I, <laughs> I, um, I don't know why, but I was at church on a Saturday, and I had bought my keyboard. So I'm self-taught, as you can probably tell. Uh, <laughs> so I, I had bought my keyboard. I don't know what, what, why we'd come together. But I, he said, okay, let's see what you can do. Well, now you've got to be pretty old to know this, or about my age and older. But um, I decided to play him a song called There is Power in the Name of Jesus. Does anybody know that? There is power in the name of Jesus. Um, so there's about five of you that Sam Jones knows that it was one of his favourites um, so I decided that it was time to show him how I could play and I don't know why but in those days I don't know if it happens nowadays you know the keyboard has a drum beat button so it's going and then you could press this like A and B and you could press a B so it goes and so I was playing there's power in the name of Jesus to him and actually, I felt like at the end of it, he wasn't over, all that overwhelmed. <laughs> but somehow, I'm, I'm sort of, I think they were desperate. I got, I got into the worship team at 14. Well, so on the, on the back of this terrible... And then, then there's another button on the keyboard as well. It's like an ending button. I don't, on my keyboard, it was. It goes... And it was, oh, yeah, cool. I was like, <laughs> looking back, it was horrific. And so, um, <clears throat> so anyway... From there, I was in the worship team, and then uh, uh, things are hazy because it's like 26 years ago. Um, but um, I, I remember one practice night, he said, go on then, sing. And that was sort of my, and I was like, oh, you know, and you know how you want to sing, but you don't really want to sing. Um, but I did really want to sing. And, um, and from that point, about 14, 15, I don't know, um, on a Sunday morning, I was leading worship, me and my keyboard singing, there's power in the name of Jesus, with a team, which wasn't just me. Um, so that was, my, that was the early days of worship and you know every um church life church life has funny stories and the worship team is no exception let me share you a couple okay um so i remember one time in this particular church there was this person who was in the worship team and she was a guitarist and she was very good a guitarist but she thought she was very good at singing she wasn't really very good at singing at all. So every time she said, I can sing, you know, I'd go, yeah, great, but we need a guitarist today. And it would just go like that. And, I'd need, and it was, I'd, she'd always push that sort of, I can sing. I was like, no, nah, we'll keep on guitar today, do you think? And um, it was like that. And then one Saturday, there was a conference. And I don't know how, what happened, but somehow her dreams were fulfilled. My nightmares were made. And um, I don't know what happened, but... For some reason, Nathan never do this. The PA man left his spot 
And she just had the loudest microphone in the history of loud microphones. And I was leading worship. She was going for it. And in worship life, I'm not very good at sort of like, let's go plow through with the spirit. I was just like, amen, goodbye. (laughs) Um, And she just, the, the sound man was there. I was left with the sound man's wife who was like, like this. He had gone and I was just like, Oh, <laughs> that was one of my worship nights. The second one, and you're going to love this one. When we came to church here, we decided to implement a, um, like an audition process. Now, the reason we do this, just out of interest, for, for singers, the reason we do this is there's nothing worse than having a singer that can't sing in the team. And that just, that's, that's a whole nother ballgame. Um, basically, you go through a whole, you know, is her microphone even on this morning type of thing. Like, oh no, the PA man's turned it off. It saves all that sort of stuff, okay. So um, this person, we decided to implement the audition stage in Keset. And this person came up to me. She said, I want to audition. I said, okay, great. <sighs> Crikey. And uh, she, I, I said, come back next week with a song. She went, okay. So next week she came along. A few of you know how this ends, this story. And I said... <laughs> I said, tell me what you've chosen. And she said, I've chosen Thriller. I went, cool. Um, and why? She's like, well, Thriller nights. You know, we can do it on the evening service. I was like, no, so she proceeded to give me all the... I was like, this is the first audition I've ever done at church. I was like, um, maybe another song. Maybe, another, maybe we need to change the song. In the light of the world, do you know that one? It didn't go well. Um, she, 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 it was a no from me. <laughs> it, so, um, so that was part of my journey until here we are today. And um, I was um, reflecting with Pastor Barry the other day. You know, when you're called to a ministry in church, which I was at 14, do you know, 20 years later, you might not feel the same and it's okay to evolve. It's not because, you know, you whoops, you got it wrong. And I was discussing with Pastor Barry the other day about my journey through worship. And I was describing how things have evolved. The way I feel about worship and team now is completely different from how I did when I was 14. Uh, Amen. Uh, (laughs) Hallelujah. Um, And, um, you know, I mean, like Alice was fantastic today, wasn't she? Such a strong start. So musically gifted behind the anointing, which was really amazing. And... um, so part of my, where I'm at now is completely different from where I, was, where I was when I was 14. I want to see people like Alice succeed. I am happy uh, almost to be off stage just cheering people on like this. There are far, and I mean it in, I don't mean it in some sort of weird insecure sense, but there are better keyboard players and singers than me around, and I'm fine about that. And I'm really happy to cheer on those people and help lead them on to make a way for the new generation. And that's how I've evolved in worship. I don't need to be up there every week. Uh, when you, three, four years ago, I was on the rotor, map, 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 if you saw my rotor. Um, I'm on it occasionally now. I'm really happy about that. And then about four years ago, Helen Monk came to Equippers and she shared a word over me. And um, she, that really stayed with me. And she said, the anointing on my life in, in worship is to help people pass, she used the word pass out, um, pass out in worship, like break out in worship. And that really resonated with me, that prophetic word. And I believe that there is anointing on my life to help people break out in worship and not just the singing of nice songs. So the series is about worship. And first of all, wherever you're at in your life with worship, you know, if I say to you, what is worship? You'll say a whole range of things. And most of those things are probably correct. You'll say, it's the singing on a Sunday. That's correct. Um, but the, and it's a lifestyle. Yeah, good answer. There's lots of things. But I want to say today that worship is more of an attitude of the heart rather than just a singing of songs. So it's like, you know, our worship 
So to demonstrate our worship is probably more like a, a this kind of thing. It's how our heart is. It's like kneeling before God. Worship worship is deeper than just the singing of songs. And um, I'm so privileged to, to be here to share a little bit about that worship journey today. So I want to, before I crack into the main bit, I just want to set a little setting of worship from the start in the Bible. So worship, God-ordained worship, okay? So I had to write this down because I can't quite, I'm not that clever. So worship in creation, okay? So on day one, he made night and day. On day two, he made waters in the sky. Day three, he made trees and plants. Day four, he made sun, moon and stars. Day five, it was fish and the birds. Day six, it was apples. Apples? Animals. He did make the apples. Granny Smith's my favourite. Um, animals and man. On day seven, what do you do? Rested. You're lovely. Um, so that is, that is worship. So let's just take a look at Psalm 65 before I crack into the real part of what we're going to say today. It says this, you take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain for you have ordered it so. You drench the ploughed ground with rain. Melting the clods and levelling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The grassland of the wilderness becomes a lush pasture and the hillsides blossom with joy. The meadows are clothed clothed with flocks of sheep and the valleys are carpeted with grain. They all shout and sing for joy. That's it. So... First of all, worship speaks praise. Sorry, creation speaks praise to God. God created worship right from the outset. And the exciting thing is we were part of that journey. So he did put the trees and the the stars in the sky all to sing his praise. And we, on day six, were part of that journey. And here's just a section of the Psalms which showing how creation is praising God. We read so much in the Bible about how creation speaks praise to God and how exciting that we are part of that creation journey. On day six, God made man and God made man to worship him. And so I I try in my day-to-day life to start my day with praise. Um, It's really, really, really easy and completely not wrong, by the way to start your day with prayer. And, um, but I try to start my day with praise just because I want to, I've got to this wonderful place of like, I like the driving in the car to work and to praise God. And, you know, you come, kind of come with praise and then come to prayer. But there's like, do you know what? If you run out of time in the morning, you kind of work into your office and you haven't kind of prayed the prayers you really want to pray. Do you know God already knows the prayers, right? God is a great big God. So if all I've done for the first 20 minutes is worship, 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 and I run out of time because I've just stepped into the office, it's okay. God is a great big God. He knows our prayers already. So I think it's really important to start the day with worship. And, um, you know, it's like we've, come, we've just bought a new house. If you come into our house and, and uh, say, uh, I'll put the kettle on, we'll be like, oh, hey, <laughs> fine. But if you come into our house and say, lovely house you have here, you're much more likely for a return visit so it's really good to start your day with praise to thank God for everything he has done even if you're feeling rubbish it's really great to start with praise and if you don't get to pray in the morning let's hope you do God still knows your heart yes so we 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 praise in the day so here's what I want to do today I want to look at the story of Paul in Philippians and um Paul um had one ambition in life and that was to go to Rome but he um he unfortunately didn't make it to Rome as a preacher he made it to Rome as a prisoner 
not great for him. So he is under arrest in Rome, and he writes um, Psalm Philippians, sorry, four four, potentially one of the most annoying verses in the whole Bible. And we'll look at that why it's annoying and why it's not so annoying in a second. Here we go. Always be full of joy in the Lord, I say it again. Rejoice. Mm. That's a great verse, isn't it? Uh, you know, it, when you've just found out that someone's lied to you and uh, always be full of the joy of the Lord, I say it again, rejoice. Or when you're changing a car tire on the side of the A12 and someone comes up to you and says, rejoice in the Lord, you're like, oh, urgh. You know, it's just like one of those verses, isn't it? You know, when you're having a really tough day and then someone goes, rejoice in the Lord always. And you're like, oh, God bless you for saying that. It's one of those verses, isn't it? But we're going to get a little bit of perspective of why Paul said that and why Paul can say that. Uh, the verse is kind of cool for a greeting card or a fridge magnet, but sometimes it can be one of the most annoying verses, isn't it, when you're going through a really tough time. So as we move on to Philippians... Verse 5, he says, Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul is in prison when he writes this. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I know it's, you know, we've all got circumstance in life and I completely get that and I do and you do. But Paul writes these scriptures from prison. He's saying rejoice in the Lord always from prison. But how does he manage to write such things when he's locked up? Well, it's because he has a perspective of praise. Yeah, he has a praise perspective in these things. And um, the Latin for perceive is to see through. It's to look through. So often, you know, if you've got stuff going on in life, people can say to you, oh, it's a matter of perception. They're probably right. And it's about to see through. Now, when I was a child, my family, I don't know, um, on Saturday mornings always bought the weekend paper. Did you ever have a family like that? We've got the weekend paper coming in. Oh, lovely. And then inside I have a TV magazine. And, uh, and inside the TV magazine, there'd be a magic eye puzzle. Do you remember that? And I don't know why, I mean, I get a life, Matt. I spend the whole of Saturday afternoon staring at the magic eye puzzle. Going, making 3D things or come to life in 2D or whatever. I have a party trick. I won't do it now because it's a bit scary. But I can actually move one eye by itself and leave the other alone. Jess, is, Jess hates it. So when she's annoyed me, I'll give her the one eye moving look. Um, so it's really weird. I, don't, I know you're all going to come up to me in church and go, do it. <laughs> we'll save it for Christmas. Um, so I can do this. I can move one eye and leave the other as it is. It's quite freaky. Um, but perceive is to look through. So every Saturday afternoon, I'd stare at this magazine going, and it would never come to life. I never cracked it. Did anyone else crack it? You did, Lisa. I knew you would, Lisa. <laughs> you did too. Uh, yeah. Um, so I just spend Saturday afternoon staring at the TV magazine. Uh, things have moved on, I'm so glad to say. But it's all a matter of perception. Now, we could have bad perception. And we're going to look at a scripture here. And um, this is um, Philippians 1, 12 to 13. This is the BPV version, okay? Now, you're wondering what is the BPV version, but it's actually made up by moi, me. Okay, so here we go. This is the BPV version, bad perception. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what happens to me really sucks. God has let me down. 
I'm overwhelmed with anxiety, depression, and hopelessness. And because of the hell I've been going through, I'm quitting Connect Group, and I'm never going back to church. That's a BPV, Philippians 1, 12 to 13. Fortunately, have I said that? Ever heard anyone say that? Bad perception. Um, fortunately, Paul didn't say that. Hallelujah. He says something a bit more spiritual. And so let's read it in the real version. He actually says this. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything has happened to me here has helped me to spread the good news. Now, just remember, he is in prison. Okay? <laughs> Have you ever had stuff going in life? But actually, what God's trying to do is advance the gospel through that. We all have stuff going on in life. It could be going on for two months, six years, ten years. Perhaps God wants to advance the gospel in those scenarios. Yeah. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. I reckon Paul has just become such a sort of big character. It says everyone in here knows I'm in chains because of Christ. That's amazing. How, God, how Paul is sort of bringing everything good in these scenarios. Is that it? Yes. That's the better perspective. We can have a bad, bad um, perception of stuff in life sometimes, but actually there's always, we can always praise through these circumstances. Now, the rejoice always section, like I say, needs a little bit of um, understanding because what actually happens five years ago in the Bible, Paul is doing something else. He is in prison with Silas. Okay, so we can rewind to Acts and find Paul in prison again. Now, in the Bible, it's written that Paul was in prison twice, but he could have been in prison more times than that. Now, remember when he's writing, um, uh, sorry, just go back one, where you were, where he's writing, everyone here knows the whole palace. God. His life is under threat. He doesn't know whether he's going to be alive tomorrow, the next day, the next day. But five years ago, five years ish, I looked, um, in Acts, there's a, He's in prison again. And you, you might know the story, he's in prison with Silas. This is a fantastic story and a fantastic story about praise and worship. It's so great today that we were singing about how the chains are falling. And I believe there are chains falling in, in our worship. How fantastic that, you know, the stuff happens in worship times. You don't even have to kind of get up to preach. It's just so fantastic. That's, our, that's just so amazing that, you know, lives are transformed and saved and healed in worship. And the preacher almost doesn't need to get up in a sense. So it's so great that we were singing that today. So anyway, um, so what happened was Paul and Silas, I think they came across a demon-possessed woman that had enough of her, I think it said, and they was like, oh, we're going to have to deal with this. And what happened? They, they um, what's, expelled the demon. What's the word? Delivered. 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 Yeah, <laughs> or expelled. Um, and this is what happened to them. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Uh, cool, we'll just stop there one sec. So, you know, they have been stripped and beaten. Let's hope that, I mean, if there are circumstances in this world that does happen right now, but let's hope that this week we won't be stripped and beaten. But there are, you know, there are times in life where we feel like we're stripped of stuff. We feel like we're stripped of confidence. We feel like there's anxiety. We feel like we're stripped of our faith. We can come close to the edge. But there's always praise. There is always praise. And Paul and Silas are in prison and they've been beaten. And so what they decide to do is have a worship night. 
And then, you know, how about when you had a really rubbish day and you you can you were with your spouse perhaps and you compare rubbish notes and like my day's more rubbish than yours. How about, you know, let's have a worship night. You know, sometimes you hear about prayer nights and I completely understand it, but wouldn't it be great to also to have a worship night because we believe in the power of worship. We'll see chains broken. I believe in those things. So what Paul and Silas decide to do is to throw a worship evening. And, and that's just amazing. And um, so it says, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. That is so cool. That's another example of how the gospel is advanced by these things. The other prisoners are listening in. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. This is so amazing. Now what Paul and Silas didn't know when they started their worship meeting was the end, what the outcome was. They might, be in, they might be dead five days later, whatever. They did not know. They were praising God for who he is, not for what he's done. And that is really important when we come to worship, praising God for who he is and not what he's done, not what he's going to do, but just praising God for who he is. Amen? Yeah, that's how we should worship. And isn't God amazing that... You know, the things, as we come to worship him for who he is, the things are done, things, chains are broken, that he hears our prayers, that he knows these things. As, but we come to him to worship for who he is. And Paul and Silas are in prison. They obviously look at each other probably, and they just realize, you know, if we're not dead, we're not done yet. If we're not dead, we're not done yet. And they come together. You know, there are times when you can be anxious in life and you've got your own scenarios going on. Jess and I have just got a house together about, uh, about three months ago. And, um, you know, in, in, two, in two years' time, our mortgage repayments go up. And that's, can, that can be scary. That's like, how do we afford that in two years' time? I'm not quite sure. And, you know, you can be like the rent. I used to, I rented for 30 years of my life before. Not 30 years of my life. 20 years of my life. I didn't move out when I was four. Uh, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> um, so, um, but, you know, in two years' time, our mortgage repayments go up. And then after that, they will go up again. And now, do you know, that's something to worry about, right? But actually, you know, we are so blessed by the house God has given us. We just, we, Jess and I, we really strongly believe that for us. Um, when Pastor Barry prayed for us at our wedding, he said that our home would be a home of joy. And, uh, Hopefully, if you've been around, we'd love to have you around. Uh, Cue Audley at the end for an invite. <laughs> Don't sing Thriller to me, though. doesn't get you in. Um, but, you know, we are so blessed. And we could look at the two years' mortgage repayments and think, what are we in here? Ouch. But we don't. We're just really praising God for what he's done for us this year. Uh, there's so much. Are we not worried about two years' time? Two years' time will look after itself. Doesn't Jesus say, let tomorrow worry about itself? Um, we're generally not worried about that. We're just so grateful for what he's done for us and for who he is. And we've got so much to praise him for, for what he's done for us. Haven't we, dear? <laughs> yes, is the answer. <laughs> yeah, we are so so blessed. So God shows up in the middle of their praise. Now, let's think again about that rejoice always thing. And this is the, this is the light bulb moment, okay? So perhaps when Paul says rejoice always, looking, bearing in mind five years ago he was in prison, perhaps he can almost get away with saying rejoice always because he knew full well that God, what God could do, 
When he wrote in the second time in prison in Rome, he didn't know what was going to happen. But he said, rejoice always. I know what my God can do. And I know who he is. So there's a little bit of a chink of light and perspective on Rejoice always. He knows full well five years ago he was in prison with Silas, bound up. And, and just through his worship, suddenly the chains were broken. Five years later, he says, Rejoice always. And he's in prison again. It's just amazing. Some perspective on Rejoice always. He can say Rejoice always because five years ago he saw these things happen. And he says it this time, not knowing what's about to happen, but knowing the God he serves and that's really just, you know, we may come today to church with, you know, often we always come to church, quite frankly, with something on our minds we just want breakthrough for. Oh, my gosh, I've been praying all week for this. You know, whether it's for a family member, we really want to see him, her saved. Um, work's going terribly right now. Um, finances are really difficult. We almost come to those things in our mind. But how wonderful that we can praise God for who he is. And as we're praising God for who he is, God comes through on those things. I love the fact with God that God comes through on those things, even when we've not uttered them sometimes. And that's why we should never underestimate the power of our worship time. God is a great big God. Cue children's song. Our God is a great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave that one for another week. Uh, um, but God is a great big God. And we don't need to utter our circumstances because he knows them. Isn't that a fantastic thing? Isn't that an amazing thing? And the chains fell off for Paul and Silas just through worship. He did not know what they were going to do. But what he did know was the God he served. So might I encourage you all today, whatever, wherever you're at with Jesus, whatever you're crying out for, and keep crying out, keep crying out, keep crying out. But one more thing, make sure you praise him first. Because God knows in the praise in the, exactly what your hearts are. Yeah. So what I want to do, Alice, can I just invite you to join me at the front? Jermaine, can you just jump onto keys? Can we... Um... Suddenly there's a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. So perhaps just visualize this. It's midnight, right? Paul and Silas, they decided to sing songs. Obviously Hillsong popped to mind. Um, I, said, <laughs> I don't know quite why they were singing at that time. But just visualize this. It's midnight, Paul and Silas, they've, they've got some pretty hefty issues. They're actually issues of life or death. And they just start to sing. Sweet wine, hold your heaven. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. All creation, everything with breath, repeat the sound. All is children, clean hands, pure hearts. Good grace, good God, his name is Jesus. Swing wide, hold your heaven. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. All creation, everything we breath, repeat the sound. All his children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Come on, it's midnight. Paul and Silas did not know what was going to happen, but they sung their praises to Jesus. 
And then God was good enough to break their chains and it said that every prisoner chains were broken. How wonderful that actually in that concept, my praise can bring your breakthrough. My praise can bring your breakthrough. Your praise can bring her breakthrough. Isn't that amazing, amazing thought? Paul and Silas's praise broke every chain. It broke every chain. Who knew that Pearl's praise today could bring about Jean's breakthrough? Isn't that amazing? That kind of makes you want to praise a bit more, right? Because you kind of get so hungry to see breakthrough for Jenny that Lisa would praise a bit more. Isn't that amazing? What a great big God we serve. What a great big God we serve. Do you want to stand with me? Finally, invite the team up. Perhaps we can just sing Swing Wide and then we'll take it from the top. Swing Wide, oh yeah, heaven. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. All creation, everything with breath, repeat the sound. All his children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Come on, let's just sing this one more time. Sing wide. Swing wide, oh, your heaven. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. All creation, everything with breath, repeat the sound. All his children, clean hands, pure hearts, good face, good God. His name is Jesus. Come on, let's sing Swing Wide. Come on. Swing Wide, oh you heavens. Let the praise go up as the woes come down. Come on. Everything with breath, repeat the sound. All his children. here. I just want to say that we're not going to pray for you here, but we're going to praise together here. And that is because if you've got anything in life you're just crying out for breakthrough for, perhaps you have a family member who has an addiction, perhaps you're crying out for a salvation, perhaps you're just longing for a change in job, perhaps you need a house, perhaps you need some financial breakthrough, perhaps, just perhaps, you want a breakthrough so badly for your person sitting next to you would prophetically shift in worship. So as we sing this, if that relates to you, and I know that God accepts our worship at the back and at the front, but if you prophetically want to move forward in worship today, come and join me down the front. We're going to praise together. We're going to sing Swing Wide. Come on, come forward if that's you. Swing Wide. Swing Wide. Come forward, come on. Let's believe in Hallelujah, come on. Come on, if you're believing to break through, come on, sweet boys together. Come on, we sing. 